Welcome to Step Monsters, a podcast all about the highs and lows of step parenthood. I'm Elise and this is Bailey. We're two friends bonded by this crazy stepmom world. Welcome back, Step Monsters. We are so excited to be here and we are, full disclosure, feeling a little bit on the goofy side tonight, <laughs> a little bit slap happy. It's midweek, it's late in the day, especially for Elise. She's in Chicago and I'm in Phoenix, so we're two hours difference right now. But we are really excited to bring some interesting content to you today. We had asked earlier in the day, we asked our Instagram followers whether or not they had ever felt insecure as a stepmom. And lo and behold, you all came back with a myriad of responses. And a lot of it, Elise and I both found really relatable and could very easily relate many things that happened in our stepmom experience back to some of the challenges that you're also having. So we're going to kick it off. We have so much to talk about, so we're going to try to get through it in a very quick and efficient manner. But the first thing that I wanted to talk about, which I think was really interesting, and the reason I'm bringing this up first is I kind of want to start chronologically in like the mindset of a stepmom. And the very first thing as a stepmom, when you start dating someone, so you're not even really a stepmom, you're just dating a guy with kids at this point, you are wondering, or maybe I'm speaking for myself or at least a couple people that responded to this on Instagram, is he ever going to get back with his ex? Is that bond so strong with so many kids that they're never going to be able to separate? And even actually, now that I'm thinking about this on a coaching session that we had last week, she actually brought this up too, but it was in a really different, unexpected way. She had just said, listen, I'm a stepmom to four kids. And my first reaction was, holy shit, that's a lot of kids. It's a lot of kids, number one. That's a lot of stepkids, number two. And she had said that their co-parenting relationship is just really challenging. And at times, she could see the scenario playing out where her now fiance says, you know what? It's just too hard for us to co-parent four kids separately. It's just easier if we just stay together for the kids. So it wasn't even coming from a place of insecurity where she's thinking he still loves her. It was more of a, is this fight worth it? And are these complications of not being together with four children together worth it? So I thought that was a really different perspective from what I had heard prior, usually when you hear people talk about the insecurity of wondering whether or not your husband or boyfriend is going to get back with his ex. It's because you feel like maybe there's either still love there or perhaps you're not getting the security out of the relationship that you have currently. What are your thoughts on that, Elise? That's an interesting thing because I think even outside of when you have kids, there's that always thought in the back of your mind, is this person going to get back with their ex because they miss them or they are having second thoughts about what their relationship could have been if they would have done things differently. So I think that no matter how you slice that, it could be a divorce situation with kids. It could also be a situation where you have no children between the two of you, but you just have like remorse that the relationship ended. So you don't ever know how that's going to go. But it's funny because as you mentioned the coaching session, I thought about a friend of mine who had some struggles in her marriage and they had four kids. And I think, I don't, I don't know how it would have played out if they didn't have four kids, but it was almost like, Hey, this is fight or flight. We've either got to make this work or we're going to have to try to manage co-parenting four kids. And that's hard. How do you do that? I mean, that dynamic, that's a lot. So I think this is a, a really good 
topic and not just something, again, and I say this frequently because I like to look at things from the outside perspective of not just co-parenting, but I think this is something that in every relationship you deal with because everybody has exes and everybody has feelings and you just, you never really know. Yes, I agree. So next topic is about your own relationship with your boyfriend or husband and comparing that to perhaps his previous relationship. So let's say, for argument's sake, we've gotten over the insecurity of whether or not he's going to get back with his ex, and we have consciously made the choice to put that behind us as he's already put that behind him, make sure that we're getting the validation and the security that we need out of our, our relationship. But now you're wondering, is he always thinking about her? And is he always comparing our marriage or our relationship to his relationship with his ex? Are his kids doing that? And this is one that I totally relate to because early on in my relationship with my now husband, this occupied more space in my brain that I would ever actually, well, I can't say ever because here I am admitting it on a public podcast, but then I would have admitted previously. I used to constantly think, is he comparing the way that I treat him to his ex-wife? And is the way that I treat him better? Does he like when I do these things? Did he like when she did these things? And I still sometimes find myself comparing, but now I'm very lucky that I have a husband that is incredibly open and honest with me and pretty much answers any question that I ask. And I have asked him all the things that I felt like I needed to ask him in order to put a lot of those negative thoughts behind me. And I know why that relationship didn't work out for him. I know the things that she did to push his buttons. I know the things that she didn't do that he wishes she did We talk because we talked about it and because I asked. And it was surely humiliating to have to ask those questions at one point. But I'm like, listen, dude, this is foreign territory for me. I've never dated someone with an ex-wife or kids. <laughs> so you're going to have to help me out here. This is something new that I'm going to need to get past. And dating someone with an ex is one thing. Dating someone with an ex-wife is another thing. Dating someone with an ex-wife and children together is like a whole new level. So I couldn't really mentally get past a lot of those humps until he talked to me about it. And I think at first he was a little bit uncomfortable sharing so much information about a prior marriage, but I just explained to him, this is really important for me not to compare myself, but to understand why that didn't work out, to understand more about you and you in a relationship so that we don't repeat the past, if that makes any sense. That totally makes sense. And one of the, so I follow a, 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 another stepmom who gives advice to stepmoms and I found her early on in my journey and I was thankful for that, but her situation doesn't really totally resonate, but some of the stuff did. And one of the big things was you always wonder because even as a woman, when I talk about my previous relationships and while I was never married previously, I don't ever talk about like, oh, the good times that we had together and the great memories that we made. And when you go through a divorce and you date and you get remarried, same thing. You're never going to tell that person like, oh, we went on this trip and we had a fantastic time. And I loved this about doing this and that and that. You hear a lot of the negative and the things that went wrong, right? So you constantly in the back of your mind, I don't care who you are. Maybe you're like the strongest person ever. And this is 
just never a thought in your mind. But for me, it was really hard for me early on because I would think, oh my gosh, is this going to play out the way that it played out previously? And am I in like la la land right now? And I just don't realize that maybe this person isn't a relationship person. You know, you just never know. There's so many things that as a woman, especially you think about and that cross your mind. And I'm here to tell you all you can do, like you said, is have those conversations with your partner, communicate those things. And I can assure you that if they are truly self-aware and in their second marriage, they have corrected whatever shortcomings that they made previously because no one's perfect. Both people are to blame in some capacity. So you want to correct that moving forward if you want things to work. And so you've got to have those conversations with your partner or you're always going to have those questions in your mind. But also, I will say, my husband dated quite a bit before he met me. I mean, his his divorce lasted three years. So there were plenty of girls in between and one that was pretty serious. And she like tried to reach out to me on LinkedIn. And honestly, dealing with her was kind of sus. And I was like, Ew, what I don't like that. Yeah, no. like her intentions were not good. She would like text him. And of course, he would send it to me immediately and be like, I don't even know what to say. And I'm like, don't even respond, just block. But I appreciated so much that he was so open with me in telling me that. And then she like would hit my LinkedIn. Like she was like, even when we got married, she was creeping on me. And I'm like, what is this girl doing? Leave me alone. Like clearly oh, we're married. Chill out. I've got plenty stories for you on like creepy exes for sometime the next time you and I see oh each my other. Gosh. Even for me with ex-boyfriends, ugh, I dated the worst kind of guys. So of course they come out of the woodwork. <laughs> Same. But I think all of this to just say, and we coach about this a lot, both in our Instagram DMs and in any of the coaching sessions that we have. If you don't have a relationship with your partner where you can be fully transparent about all the awkward things, being a stepmom is going to be incredibly difficult for you. The foundation of your existence as a stepmom is predicated on the fact that your husband can help you succeed. Husband, boyfriend, partner, whoever it is, they have to be there to help you succeed. And part of that is information and knowledge and learning and experience. And if you can't ask the awkward questions, you're never going to get the answers that you need and you're never going to get the validation that you might need mentally to be able to move past the fact that he was married before. And when he walked down the aisle with you, it wasn't his first time. And that can bring up a lot of uncomfortable feelings. So you, you have to have that really close relationship with your partner. And it takes effort to build that. Like I said before, my husband was really uncomfortable at the beginning when I started asking him all of these questions about his marriage. But I'm like, I'm not trying to be nosy and I, I don't want to be rude or disrespectful. So if I ever am, please tell me. But I'm just trying to learn from your experiences because I don't have them. And like I said before, now he's way more open and understands where it's coming from when I'm asking those types of questions. But did you ever, so like in a day-to-day -day perspective, do you ever think about when you're just like sitting at home or when you're out to dinner or doing anything that like a typical husband or wife would do? Are you ever thinking, what was this like with his previous wife? 
I think early on, I thought about that sort of stuff. Now, our life is so different. And, you know, we're in a different house. Our relationship dynamic, you know, I don't want to compare the two. And I hate to do that because I think it's just completely different. But her and I are just completely different people. And so it's really hard for me to compare what that looks like. But the insecurities that I had early on, for sure, I would think about all of that stuff. And I think it's so important for you to really understand how you're feeling and be able to voice that to your partner because they don't get where, like they're not in our role and it's so hard for them to put themselves in our shoes without us just blatantly telling them, here's how I'm feeling. This is why I feel this way. Can you understand? And it's that point of understanding and then furthering the conversation that I think you really like build a strong relationship with that person because they can kind of get where you're coming from. Yeah, that relationship is critical and that understanding and the empathy, and that can only happen with transparency. So absolutely. But I will say, being married to someone who has been divorced, you always in the back of your mind think, well, they've been divorced one time. Is it easy for them now? Like, are they going to be easy to divorce me if I make a mistake? But, you know, that was like a fleeting thought for me because I'm such a type A that I'm like, you know what? It's either my way or the highway and I'll compromise (laughs) on everything. But if you want to divorce me, bro, go have at it. Uh, Not to speak for your husband, but I'm pretty sure he would say absolutely no more divorces unless absolutely necessary. The poor guy has been through enough. He doesn't want to do that again. We just want to hug him. (laughs) Gotta love him. The next topic that we have that came up a lot in some of the Instagram responses that we got to our story that we posted was feeling compared by your stepkid. And really the comparison is the most obvious, but it's your stepkids comparing you to their mom. And there were a couple of things that came out of that. So there's the comparison between households. There is your style of parenting. There's your relationship with them versus their relationship with their mom. There are a myriad of things that could come out of that. But I think let's touch first on the comparison between households and how households function. So you had already alluded to the fact that your house just in general and you in general are just really different than your husband's ex-wife. And I think that's a great thing because it automatically shows your stepdaughters that I am not the same person as your mom. So you, you could compare me to her in the way that we run our household, but I am not her. And that's way easier to make obvious when you are different. Because like, I feel like it would be really hard if your husband married someone that was exactly like his ex-wife. Probably not a, a bright future for his second marriage if that were the case. But I think it's a good thing that he married you and that you are so different. So have you ever felt compared by your stepkids in, in any way, whether it's household related or just relationship related? I think that when I put myself in the mindset of, and you know, thankfully, I've never been in this situation myself. I know you have, Bailey. But when I put myself in the mindset of a kid who is torn between two households, how hard that must be to go back and forth and have to like pivot constantly, especially to varying situations. On one hand, I feel like it would be super beneficial if everyone was on the same page and everyone kind of parented the same way 
way or tried to, but that's not ever really the case. That's probably like 1%, right? So you have these kids who vast majority of them have to shift weekly, if not like bi-weekly to what their normal situation is. And I think that would be really hard. I can only imagine how stressful and hard that is on the kids. You know, in the same capacity, it's hard when you go from living one way half the week as adults. And, you know, we have our son. And I think a lot of people, probably 50-50, have bio kids that are with them. And then, you know, it's just them and their partner or maybe their own biological kids with them. So everybody has to like do this major shift and it's hard and it's stressful. And then you put emotions into it and everyone's walking on eggshells. And it's just people put a lot of stress on themselves, adults, teenagers, young kids, all the above. What about you guys? I definitely have felt compared before and sometimes it's in our favor. Sometimes it's not. Most of the time, it's around things that their mom does that I don't. And early on, it really, really bothered me. They would, I keep trying to think of a really good example, but some of the things were just around, like, she would make my stepson eggs and bacon in the morning. And at our house, he eats friggin' Pop-Tarts. Okay, because, by like, the way, we who all... has time for that? But I, not right. Unless Thank I make, you. I work. Yeah, unless I make bacon the night before, bro, I'll heat up the bacon in the microwave for you in the morning. But like, I have like 7 a.m. conference calls I'm on. Oh, same. Yeah. So and even this was like prior to COVID and all of that craziness. But I my job is a 45 minute drive from my house. So in order to be at work at a decent time, I'm leaving between 7 and 730 which means if I'm going to get up and work out, I need to be up by five. I need to get a workout in and then I need to get myself ready. And he's a teenager. He can make his own breakfast. He can put a Pop-Tart in a microwave. Like we have like little breakfast sandwiches, like with egg whites and turkey sausage, whatever. But hearing him say, yeah, well, you know, my mom makes me breakfast every morning. A part of me is like, oh, that's cute. So nice. So great. And the other part of me is like, shit, should I be doing that? So I find myself in between these feelings of like, oh God, am I not doing enough? Am I not good enough? Am I not cooking dinner enough? And I am I not making breakfast enough? Am I not doing his laundry enough? Which like BT dubs, I don't ever do his laundry. I taught him to do that. And like we set that boundary early on in our house, but she does. So when he comes here, he's doing all of this stuff for himself. And he will often talk about, well, my mom does this or she does that. Or my stepdaughter will say, well, my mom does this for him. And even though I know it's good for him to learn to be self functioning and self sustaining, I mean, he'll be 17 next week. So in reality, he's one more year before he's living in a dorm somewhere, most likely. So learning to function on your own and feed yourself and bathe yourself without prompting and do your laundry without prompting, I feel like are critical pieces of growing up. So I battle with that in my mind. I'm like, no, 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 don't do that for him because he needs to learn. And then I'm like, well, shit, being a teenager sucks right now, especially over the last year. Maybe I can just do a little bit of extra. So where I've tried to find that balance is when I do a little extra or I notice he's a little extra stressed out, I do it and it's a surprise. Like it's a, it's not expected of me and it's a, oh my gosh, you folded my laundry for me. Thank you so much. Or you put my clothes in the dryer. Thank you so much. So it, I think I've retrained him, at least in our own household, to not expect that from me, but to really appreciate it when something like that does happen. Okay. Have you ever been cooking a meal and you're like sweating? Like, oh my God, are they going to like it? Are they going to be like, 
like, oh, no, like mom or whoever cooks this better. And like, I've heard that before. We're like, oh, well, yeah, like you did a good job. But, you know, um, this is better at mom's house. And I'm like, oh. so the next time they're like, "Ooh, can we have this? And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like in anxiety attacked. I'm like, OK, I have to really hit this out of the park. Like I have to do a really good job. And I'm like creating so much anxiety for myself when in reality, after it's done, I'm like, why? Like, why don't you just make breakfast like normal and not worry about if they're going to think it's better than the stuff that they get at their mom's house. But then I'm like, I don't want them to feel like the food they get here is shit. And I'm like cooking like this shit food that they hate, you know? So it's like, it puts pressure on me. I feel like I'm like a chef at like a five-star restaurant where like I have to like appease, you know, whoever's coming to dine or like they're not going to want to eat my food anymore. So stuff like that, I think it's just Mm -hmm. inherently you're going to feel that way regardless of who you are, what situation you're in. That's going to be a stressor. I agree. I am lucky that my dad is a chef and I grew up with really great mom who also cooks very well. All right. So you guys are going to move in with me and cook every single day. Can't wait. Uh, So I, from a cooking perspective, I'm actually pretty decent. However, from a baking perspective, I hate to bake. So the thing that I love about cooking is exactly why I'm not good at baking. I can look at a recipe from a dinner perspective and like get some inspiration and then like loosely follow it and make it on my own. And it turns out most of the time really good. You can't do that with baking. Baking is a science and you have to measure things and you have to be precise. And I don't like to do that. (laughs) I don't like to measure. I don't, you can ask my husband, I don't measure anything when I cook. I just like a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Sure, that looks like a couple tablespoons. And their mom is actually a really good baker. So I have learned that I just need to let that go. And thankfully, my stepdaughter has also inherited that trait from her mother because we get to benefit from some of the good baking on occasion. But that was something early on where I was like, damn it, her Christmas cookies are way better than mine. <laughs> this is not cool. Oh, girl, I don't even and the kids would make, they would make comments like that. And it used to really upset me. But now I'm kind of like, is she bringing Christmas cookies over? Are we going to get any yeah, of like, those can, this year? <laughs> can you uh, ask your mom for a to-go bag of the cookies? Because we're going to need those here. Totally. And there's even this one cookie recipe. I can't remember what they call it. It's I want to say like everything cookie or something along those lines, but it, they're like a hodgepodge of so many different ingredients. I couldn't even begin to try to unpack what's in there, but they're so freaking good. And I just like cannot put my ego aside. Oh, I remember what they're called. They're called best ever cookies, but I just cannot put my ego aside long enough to ask for the recipe. I'm like, no, I won't do it. I won't. That's her thing. Those are her cookies. It might be a secret recipe and I probably won't do them justice anyway, so don't even bother. <laughs> I feel like you could Google this name and like see if you can find the cookies. Otherwise, I did take Google one it. for the team, Bailey. Come on. I can't. I can't do it. It's it, There are some things that I can do. I can tuck my tail between my legs and go ask. This is not one All of right. them. But if anybody happens to know the cookies that I'm talking about, please shoot your girl a message. All right. So the next topic that we got from some of our Instagram followers were, I feel like my stepkids talk about me with their mom behind my back. Number one, let me just say, it does not feel good to be talked about behind your back by anybody. 
I don't care if it's your husband's ex-wife. I don't care if it's the neighbor next door, if it's friends that you lost in the divorce, whoever it is. It's not a fun feeling. I think I had shared a story on a couple episodes ago just about being talked about at an event that we all ended up having to be at. And that was terrible for me. It was a super negative experience and it was heartbreaking. And I was embarrassed and mad and had all the feels that went along with that. But I do worry about whether or not my stepkids have talked bad about me, not even just to their mom, but like to their friends or to other family members. I mean, we're we're not titled step monster for no reason, right? I mean, it's number one to battle that stigma, but sometimes stepmoms, no matter how hard you try, you still get labeled as, oh, she's my stepmom or my stepmom's so annoying. She's my evil stepmom. She's my step monster. And I just never wanted to be that. So I think I may have fabricated that insecurity out of thin air because I don't actually think my stepkids talk poorly about me to their mom, but I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm not there. You know, I have a couple things to say on this. So I don't think this is only with the kids. I think that when a divorce happens and friendships change, I, I've mentioned in previous episodes that um, we have had folks come up to us who were formerly friends with my husband's ex-wife to try to to like bowed mouth or tell us things that were said about us in a negative light. And I just don't think that's becoming of you. Don't come up to me and try to say something bad about my husband's ex-wife because you're not friends with her anymore. I think that makes you look bad. So like, just leave me alone. Like, I'm never going to have a relationship with you. I really don't care to hear about what you have to say. Um, You're not credible. Just, you know, let me do my thing. I don't need your sympathy. Just leave me be. Also, a lot of times, PSA, it's a trap. Don't do it. Don't say anything. You never know what's going to come back around to the wrong people. Say nothing. And then in the other regard, I'm sure I said horrible stuff about my mom. You know, I know stepmoms, of course, get an even worse rap. I don't I don't really want to know like the worst things that have been said about me. I, I think my stepdaughters are super sweet. I'm sure that they've been mad at me at times and said things, but I don't want to know. I don't need to know. Ignorance is bliss, right? But I remember as a teenage girl being so so mad at my mom and like directly to her face saying some really hateful stuff. And it's hard. That's just one of those things as a parent, you know, being a stepmom, like we get the brunt of, well, you're not my mom, which you and I have said has never been said to us, thank God. But stepmoms, it's, we hear a lot of that of stepmom saying like, well, they are yelling at me and they're saying I'm not your mom and they don't want to listen and I'm trying to be as kind as possible, but they just hate me. And so how do you overcome that? And there's such a stigma. And honestly, I don't know that anyone has the answer to that. I think you just have to love them through it and think about, well, they're going to, you know, at some point be adults and have children of their own. And I don't think I realized how much I hurt my mom until I had my own child or even when I was an adult. So maybe that's a good perspective or way to look at it. I don't know. What do you think? It is a good perspective. And there's a lot of comments and questions out there about just like being enough. And I think some of the being worried about whether or not someone's talking about you behind your back, if you were to unpack that a little bit, probably is rooted in that feeling of, am I doing enough? Am I loving them enough? Is it good enough for them? Am I doing something wrong? And the reality is, is if you're here and you're in any sort of step-parent role, whether or not you're married to your significant other, 
you are doing enough. And if, especially if you're listening to this podcast or consuming any other type of self-help related information, stepmom information, to try to better your own knowledge and better yourself, you're already doing more than the majority. So give yourself a little bit of credit and try really hard not to compare yourself and not, not to think about things that may or may not be said about you behind your back. Because the other reality is, is you can't control that. You cannot control what people say about you. And to your point, I mean, I also said pretty nasty things behind my mom's back and to her face when I was a very nasty teenager. But she still loved me and I knew that she loved me and she knew that I loved her and now we're great friends. So it didn't matter at the time. And you have to remember that they're kids and they don't understand everything that's going on all the time. They are also struggling with bouncing back and forth between households. They're struggling with maybe their parents not being together. There's so much struggle that comes. Yeah, just being a teenager in general. So there's so much that comes with that, a lot of baggage. And you, you can't always make it all about you. You have to sometimes just make it about them. And that's really important. So I was in Nashville this past weekend. I totally forgot about this story. You're going to die. So my philosophy on being a stepmom is always positive. Positivity, take the high road, be the best person that you can be. So I have mentioned in prior episodes that it's crazy since we started this podcast, how many stepmoms I have met. Well, I was on a trip in Nashville last Last weekend uh, with my husband and some customers of his. And this couple were in from a Southern state and I won't name where because, you know, I don't know. But um, this woman had had a few drinks and she said to me, we were in Cabo recently. We spent all this money to take our 17 year old stepdaughter. And I must have said something that made her angry. And she called her mom and I got really mad. And then like they almost had a fist fight. And she's like, my, what? she goes, my husband, and had to get in between the two of us. And she was like, don't you think she should have been more respectful? And I legitimately, and I'm like, stepmom or not, that is absolutely not. And this is what I said to her. This is absolutely not the way to react. You've got to walk away. Like if she's getting aggressive and wants to fight you, don't engage with her. And like to the point where your husband has to get in the middle, like that is absolutely the wrong thing to do. And I think she thought that I was going to, since I'm a stepmom, agree with her. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Never act that way. You cannot behave that way. Who's the adult in this situation here? <laughs> exactly. And keep it on the rails. Don't let yourself get emotionally heightened because, you know, your child, your stepchild, child, whoever, because I think this could be a situation with your regular child as well. Back away. Like, take control over the situation. Woosa it out. But being a stepmom, she's like, oh, I feel so comfortable telling you this story because you're a stepmom and I think you're going to relate with me. And I'm like, I do not relate with this story whatsoever. Can't. Nope. Nope. Can't even. Fellow, fellowship of stepmoms does not support <laughs> no. violence in any way, shape or form. And I will tell Run you away. from experience, this does happen with bio kids. It has happened with my stepson, not towards me, thankfully, but between my husband and my stepson and things have gotten extra heated. They're both Italian and one's a teenager and automatically that adds gasoline to any fire and things have gotten way more heated than they need to be. But my husband is a pure saint at walking away most of the time and 
and he doesn't play into that. You just, you cannot, no, not okay. Not cool, dude. Not ever in any capacity. So if you have a child in any form that's being aggressive, dude, take the high road, walk away, diffuse the situation. Don't do that. Don't be that person. Yeah. Well, and so that's interesting because one of the other things that got brought up was about discipline. So obviously something had to trigger that very emotional, very irrational response from the stepdaughter on vacation. And perhaps it was a moment of discipline between her stepmom and she. And perhaps, I mean, one of the things that comes up constantly when we're on vacation is, can you get off your phone and just like enjoy the company for just one hot second here? And I can see how very easily that would trigger someone to think like, you're not my mom, stop telling me what to do. But we often feel like we can't discipline in the way that bio parents can. And there's been a lot of conflicting advice on this in the stepmom community. And for me, I have always fallen back on, I shouldn't have to be the bad guy. And I think I've said this before, I am loved and liked by choice, not by biology. So for me to discipline the same way that my husband does or their mom does, I feel like puts me already at a disadvantage. So early on in our relationship, my husband most definitely took the first step and the lead on any sort of discipline activity. And I think when I say that, a lot of people are like, well, you do, your stepkids don't show you respect. And let me just tell you, that is absolutely not the case. I do not think respect and discipline are mutually exclusive. I think you can, you can have both and you can be respected, but have your husband back you up if you have to discipline. And that's what we've done. And now that they're older, I mean, if I ask either of them to do something, they usually do it without fight. But if there's a punishment that needs to be doled out, that's my husband. And his ex-wife that deals with that. That's not my place. I will often weigh in with my husband on what my feelings are. Sometimes it goes my way, sometimes it doesn't. But I've had to learn to try to be at peace with that. And I, I really do think that that approach to discipline is part of the reason why I have such a good relationship with my stepkids, because I didn't try to force any sort of discipline on them even if it was a discipline or a punishment because of a way that they treated me, it came from my husband. And that really showed them that we are a united front. You can't do something to me and treat me one way and expect there to be no consequences just because I'm not your mom. I will say that was probably one of my biggest downfalls is I thought, well, I'm an adult in this situation. And so to some capacity, I should be able to discipline. You know, I'm living in this house. Da, da, da. So me, even five years ago, would have said, oh, my God, me even probably like three years ago, probably would have said, like, I can absolutely take your phone away. Like, you're in my house. Um, you're doing the wrong things. And usually if something would happen and they would like confess to me and then I was left with the bill of like, okay, well, how do I handle this conversation? What do I say? Hindsight, I should have taken the time to go to dad and say, here's what happened. I don't know how you want to handle it. What do we do? And I would react in the moment. I mean, a handful of times easily at the top of my head, I can think of where I would say, give me your phone. You know, you're in trouble now. And I would say it in a soft voice, but they obviously would take that as they're punished by this woman who's not their parent. And I think that was hard for everyone. So the more that I learned, hey, you know what? Uh, none of that. I, I don't need to be involved in, any, in it 
in any of that. And if the kids come to me and they say, well, we lied or we made a mistake or we did this or we did that, you know, you said we couldn't do this, but we did that, then go talk to dad. I think that's going to alleviate so many of those hard feelings towards you as a step parent. It's just easier that way. But I'm so like off the cuff sometimes. Oh, I'm, I'm the same way. And I would be totally lying to you if I said there was never a moment where I was like, give me your phone right now. Go up upstairs right now and where I surely lost my shit when I shouldn't have, that would be a total lie. I mean, even I want to say just like a month ago, my stepson did something. I don't even remember what at this point, but I like marched into his room and I was like, give me your phone right now. And I, I took it away. And then I told my husband what happened. And then my husband went back later and said, I was told this happened. Was this true? And he said, yes. And my husband said, okay, you're going to lose your phone for the next week and doled out the punishment for whatever that was. But I most definitely in the moment have probably lost my cool more than I would like to admit, but it happens. Like we're, we're human, right? Like I I am a human with emotions. I get hurt. I get angry. Maybe I had a bad day. Maybe you had a bad day. That's why you were angry. Like you just never know. But I have tried to let that be the exception and not the norm. And I feel like that's where a lot of people go wrong, especially early on in your relationship. Like you can't take the brunt of that responsibility, but it does not mean there's no respect. Like you said before, I am an adult. This is my house. And I fully believe in that. I mean, just like you would respect a teacher or an aunt or a grandparent. I mean, you don't have to be biologically related to someone in order for them to show you respect as an adult, especially in your own house. So I think people misconstrue my saying I don't discipline in the same way as parents do as I just let my stepkids run around to disrespect me. So it's interesting because we're talking about insecurities. I feel like this comes full circle, right? So we have insecurities as stepmoms and kids when they're trying to navigate dealing with different parenting styles, really, if you're four different parenting styles, sometimes three, sometimes two, and then the insecurities that they feel when that stuff happens. And I remember when my parents would discipline me and like my parents had totally different styles and my dad was completely lax. And my mom was like, if you get in trouble, I'm waking your ass up at 6 a.m. and you're going to clean the entire house. And that's your punishment. And it was like a win-win for her. She's like, this is your punishment, which teaches you a lesson, but also like my house gets clean and you know, you're not going to do it again. But I would always feel um, insecurities around like, I wish my mom would just talk talk to me about it, or I wish my parents would talk to me about it. And I think kids with different parenting styles have different things that they want and wish for from different parents that they don't know how to voice. And so as stepmoms, we're adults and like we found our voice, right? And we know we have all of these things that we can say we're super self-aware. And I just, I love this topic. I think it's, there's so many different things we could talk about. So what was the next question we got? The last question that we got was really around being in a stepmom role, but not yet being married. And man, I relate to this one so much. I mean, as much as my stepkids respected me and we, I very much had the stepmom role for three years before we got married with them, I still could not bring myself to call myself a stepmom. And they didn't call me their stepmom either. They called me their dad's girlfriend or their 
dad's fiance. And even though I was playing the role, I was doing all the things, I was in the house, I was living with them the same amount of time that my husband was living with them and technically the same amount of time that they were living with their mom because our custody is 50-50. I'm like, why do I feel like I'm not the mom? I'm not a mom. And that just, it bothered me so much. It got so much better when we got married because everybody could officially call me a stepmom, but there, it was a struggle before we got married. And I would be totally lying if I said it wasn't. And it was so stupid when I look back because our situation didn't change. We lived together at the time. We still live together now. And the only thing that changed was like an official title. And for me to get so bent out of shape about that was in hindsight, silly. But if anybody's feeling this way, I get it. But I'm here to tell you your title and your marital status does not define your role. I mean, that's like, you know, if you were to adopt a baby when they were a newborn, they still call you mom when they're older. Their whole lives, they call you mom. You didn't birth them, but you adopted them and you're assuming that role in some way, shape, or form. So whatever your stepkids choose to call you, whether you're married, whether you're not married, I feel like you just need to own that role and don't get hung up on the semantics because it'll it'll eat you up, girl. So 100% agree. And it's even like at work. So I might be performing five different functions. I might be the marketing person. I might be the advertising person. I might be the salesperson. I might be the manager, but my title is one title, right? And while I could be Patrube that I'm not, you know, getting credit for all of these different roles, it is what it is. And I think it's the same thing. And I, it was the same way for me. We lived together before we were married. We got pregnant before we were married. And I don't think that I ever cared. I never cared what they called me. I never cared how I was viewed. It was all about the relationship. And as long as I had a good relationship with the kids, that was the most important. Everything else was superficial. And truly, I I still feel that way to the same day. I don't care what they call me. I don't care what anyone calls me. As long as I have a strong relationship with you, unless my husband's like, oh, I'm going to call you my girlfriend. And then I'd be like, bro, we're going to have a problem. (laughs) I mean, you can call me that for the night, but... (laughs) Oh boy. All right. We're off on a tangent, feeling slap happy on this midweek evening. But that I think a lot of you think that we do this podcast for all of you. And while we do that, yes, and it is 100% not just like a girl's weekly phone conversation, because that would really actually be purely for us. But it is also super therapeutic for both of us to just be able to share our experiences and to be able to offer up some advice. And while neither of us are perfect, it is brings me so much joy to know that we're helping everyone who's a stepmom in our community have a voice. And if we can just give you a little bit of relatable content and let you know you're not alone, that is a total win for us. So we are so grateful to have all of you. And thank you so much for joining us tonight. If you have any feedback on this episode, you are welcome to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Please also subscribe on any platform that you have available. You can email us at stepmonsterpodcast at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram, stepmonsterpodcast. Take care, stepmonsters. Bye. I'm not going